Welcome to the Daily Dumps podcast. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to be... Hold up. Let me fix this audio. I don't know. I'm just going to be talking for... I don't know. I just... I need this. I need to talk for some reason. I just need to talk about things. Um, anyway, um, you know... Uh, Super Bowl just happened, Super Bowl Sunday, and, uh, you know, I'm a Hawks fan, Seahawks, and, uh, you know, going into this, I really didn't know what to feel, you know, I, I obviously am not a fan of the 49ers, I'm obviously not a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs, just based on what was going on this season, you know. Um, I mean, not that anything, I don't know that people were getting on Mahomes for throwing temper tantrums and shit. And it's like, really, you're going to get on the guy about that. Like, you're not a fucking athlete. Like you just, you just fucking sit on the couch and watch the game every week. Like your, your life depends on watching the game every weekend. And, uh, you don't understand what goes into the games, all the prep and hard work and, yeah, you know, if if I had the most dropped passes out of any team in the season, I too would be fucking pissed. You know, just just being honest, I too would be fucking pissed. I went from having Tyreek goddamn Hill and an amazing Travis Kelsey to having a Travis Kelsey who was pretty much non-existent during the regular season. You know, he had no thousand yard plus receiving uh receivers you know what I mean and and I called it dude I knew Rice was gonna be a breakout talent for that team Scantling and Tony obviously I mean Scantling got better towards the end you know good for him um Tony obviously you know wasn't gonna do anything that guy's just always been shit uh but I just knew I knew Rice was a rookie Rice had a lot to learn but he had a lot of talent there was a lot on that guy and you know I picked him up in fantasy and uh Dude, he was just fucking racking up the numbers every week for me. So, you know, I knew right. I knew Rice was going to be kind of this outstanding kind of talent that was going to come in. Um, but you know, once postseason came, it was like a, it was the Chiefs that we kind of knew. I mean, obviously that defense was just that their secondary is just insane. But, um. I mean, yeah, their their defense won in that Super Bowl. Let's be real. The defense was keeping them in the game. The Niners should have shut them out. The, the game should have been done in the first half, you know. The game should have been done in the first half. The Niners' defense was playing really good, but they just kept getting fucking flags on offense, dude. And it's like you can't win games when you're getting cost like 50 yards in penalties, you know. It's I mean, it was, it was pretty wild and it was, and I don't, I don't even think Brock Purdy played that bad. I mean, I know a lot of people were kind of talking shit on him and saying like, oh yeah, he just, he doesn't have it and all this stuff. And it's like, I, I mean, dude, their defense just played really fucking good. They shut down Kittle who they knew they needed to shut down. You know what I mean? They, they shut down Kittle. Um, you know, Debo got a little hurt and you know, once Debo gets hurt, you know how Purdy reacts what happened when Debo was hurt in the regular season? You know what I mean? They went on that like three game losing streak. Thank God they had that bye week because otherwise 
I guarantee they would have lost another fucking game. But um, they shut down him. They shut down Christian McCaffrey. Like, it was just their, the defense really showed up for the Chiefs. And then, obviously, you know, you, you keep if you keep Patrick Mahomes in the game, he's going to fucking make you pay. And that's exactly what happened. Um, you know, as, as a Hawks fan, it hurts to say this, but I was rooting for the Niners. I really like Christian McCaffrey. I really like uh, Kittle. Um, I think Debo's cool. I'd love to see, you know, as much as I like to talk mad shit about Brock Purdy, um, he he's talented, and I and I would have liked to have seen a Mister Irrelevant like him, somebody who has an amazing story, um, you know, win a Super Bowl in his second year. That'd be pretty fucking tight, you know. To be like, look, the only reason we didn't win it last year is because I got injured, but now that I'm healthy. I'm going to fuck shit up. And that would, that would have been a cool story. Um, but also, just the Niners were a better all-around team the entire year. You know what I mean? Kind of every team goes through their hiccups. And, um, you know, every team has their kind of downsides. But Niners, for the most part, besides that kind of three-game stretch uh, in the middle of the season, it was, they, they kind of were the team to beat. You know what I mean? Um, them and the Ravens. But obviously, you know know how that turned out but yeah I, I you know I didn't want to I, I didn't care to be honest with you like I was really rooting for injuries <laughs> more than anything but uh no it was a good game it, it was what I wanted I was like I didn't want to blow out because I could have seen the Niners easily blowing out the Chiefs but I also could have seen if it like if the Niners weren't blowing out the Chiefs the Chiefs were going to win the game and when that first half was over and the Niners didn't rack up, like, 20 points. You know what I mean? Um, and they only walked away with 10. It was, uh, I'm pretty sure it was, like, 10 to 3 going into halftime or whatever. But, um, yeah, after that first half, and I was like, dude, you cannot. I mean, this, the, the Chiefs are the best team in the second half. They they really are the best team in the second half. I think they've only they only averaged, like, 7 points in the second half. Um, and it's like, you, you can't do that. Like you're scoring all your points in the first half. Like this was my prediction. I thought that Niners were winning 27, 24. That was my honest prediction. I thought Niners were going to go up 21 in the first half. And then the defense was going to make the chiefs defense was going to make changes. And then it was going to come down to like two field goals on there. And then it was just going to come to a battle of, the Niners defense stopping Patrick Mahomes. That's genuinely what I thought was going to happen, you know? Um, and just time management. But look, from an outsider looking in, obviously I don't pay attention to everything that's going on with the Niners. I, I'm really just uh, – I really only pay attention to what's going on with the Seahawks. Um, you know, obviously I pay enough attention to what's going on with, like, comp the competition and whatnot, but – for the most part, I'm not paying attention to Seahawks, but from the outside looking in, I maybe Shanahan isn't your guy. I know we like Shanahan. He's clearly a great coach, and he can get far, but in my mind, what what is the difference between him and, holy shit, what's his fucking name? The coach for the fucking Cowboys. You know what I mean? I mean, look... Cowboys is obviously worse because that fucking fan base is annoying as shit. You know what I mean? 
this is our fucking year, Dak Prescott MVP, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, dude, you just got fucking blown out by the Packers. By the youngest fucking team in the league. By the seventh seed. You didn't just get fucking beat. You got trampled. You know, they fucked you up. Like, holy shit, you know? I don't know, it's just like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. Cowboys fans are fucking annoying as shit. Because they're always talking about, this is our year, this is our fucking year. And it's like, it's not your fucking year. You know it's not your fucking year. And, man, I just love that they got beat at home, too. That was the best part. That was the best part. It was like, dude, it's it's the postseason, so now the refs are different. So now you don't have your fucking refs that are just sucking you off the whole time. They're like, um, actually, pass interference? It's like, dude, are you fucking kidding me right now? Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I'm not seeing the difference between the Niners and the Cowboys as far as like outcomes go. I mean, obviously the Niners, you know, they, they make it to the championship and they're able to get to that championship game and they've, and they've won it, obviously, you know what I mean? They've, they've gone to the Super Bowl, so they've won the championship game. They've, they've succeeded in that department, but when it comes to winning it all and it comes to being in the Super Bowl, I mean, it's just, it's, it's kind of the same story. You know what I mean? It's kind of the same story. And, the, and I genuinely believe that this was their best chance. This was their best chance of winning the Super Bowl, hands down. Like, yes, the Chiefs obviously fucking turned it on in the postseason, and they were kind of back to their old ways in the sense of, um, not that they were, like, just piling on the points how they used to, but, you know, they, they were scary. They were a scary team in the postseason, and, you know, with... All the questions, is Patrick Mahomes good on the road? Is he going to be able to handle it? And it's like, dude, he just fucking came out and just showed you that he is the best quarterback in NFL right now. Like, there's no question about it. And um, I think Sh- I think Shannon Sharp said it. Uh, and, and he's not wrong by any means. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. He's the number one quarterback. And the gap between him and... And the second best quarterback is bigger than the gap between the second best quarterback and the fifth best quarterback. It doesn't matter what you rank as your top five. The gap between Patrick Mahomes and your number two quarterback, there's a bigger gap there than the number two quarterback and the number five quarterback. It just is. It like Patrick Mahomes is on another fucking planet the way that guy plays. Nobody's fucking touching him, dude. This whole season, he was the most he was the most vulnerable this season because he had the least amount of weapons. Travis Kelsey was getting shut down. His receivers were dropping balls everywhere. Rice was the only guy who was going to come out of there, and you know he was going to help Patrick Mahomes, and he did, and that's what happened. Scantling picked it up, obviously in the Super Bowl. He, Scantling, besides you know, um, fucking running backwards and just losing yardage. I mean. The guy had a fucking great game, and they, they Scantling needed to be there in order to win that game. If Scantling wasn't there, I I don't know if they're scoring those touchdowns. You know what I mean? Obviously, I'm kind of reaching, but he played a major role. 
anyway, it was just Niner. This was the Niners' best opportunity. They were going up against a, a very, a very, very vulnerable uh, Chiefs, and yeah, and and they had the fucking Avengers, dude. I mean, you have Debo, Kittle, Ayuk. Jennings was playing out of his fucking mind. Like you have a player who was almost not. I don't want to say non-existent, but when when you're putting him next to McCaffrey, Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, all these guys, no one's Jennings' name isn't in the fucking conversation. You're not even hearing the word or name Jennings. You know what I mean? But Jennings came up fucking huge in that game. He was making major fucking plays and. You know, Jennings was the fucking guy as far as offense goes. You know what I mean? Because Kittle and Kittle and Christian McCaffrey were getting shut down. You know, Debo was doing stuff, but let's be real. Like, Debo wasn't going crazy. You know what I mean? It was, I feel like Ayuk had a better game. And I think Jennings had the best game out of the Super Bowl as far as the offensive side of the Niners. And... um and, you know, and I, and I don't know. I think that that Niners defense is insane. I mean, it's fucking stacked. You got Bosa, Chase Young. Um, holy shit, I'm blanking. Every you got Eric Armstead. You got fucking Ward, and then you have Greenlaw fucking slipping over and like getting injured. It's like, dude, what the fuck is? Anyway, you got all these guys. Um, god damn it, why can't I fucking remember the middle linebacker's name? Um, now I have to look it up because he's, he's a, he's the best fucking middle linebacker in the league right, right now. And I cannot fucking think of this guy's name. Um, Jesus Christ, Fred Warner. I knew there was a Fred and I, I couldn't remember the last name, Fred Warner. Oh my God, dude, guy is a fucking stud. That guy is insane. Um, yeah, he's, he's probably the best middle linebacker in the NFL right now. But it's like you have a team like that, the fucking Avengers where you are you have been pretty fucking dominant on both sides of the ball the entire season. I think when the postseason started, they just started to collapse. I mean, um who was it? Uh, I mean, you're almost losing to Green Bay. Granted, Green Bay got hot at the perfect time. You know what I mean? That team was a force to be fucking reckoned with um in the postseason. I, I was I was genuinely like, dude, Green Bay could take this away from the Niners right now. Um and then going up against the Lions, you're 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 down. You're down against the Lions. And not to say that the Lions are a bad team. Obviously they're a great team. They made it to that uh the conference champion they made it to the championship game and it's like that's obviously you have to be a good team to get there. You know what I mean? And uh Dan Campbell and what he's done for the Lions is just extraordinary um but you're down in that game and you're you're coming back in that game you know what I mean that's that that shouldn't I don't know it's just the the build-up to the Super Bowl was very okay you're showing that you can come back from a deficit which is great but you know you, you can't do that you can't leave these teams hanging around and the one team that you can't leave hanging around is the Chiefs. Granted, we didn't know that the Chiefs were going to be in the Super Bowl. For, you know, from what I thought, I thought the fucking Ravens were going to go to the Super Bowl. So it was just one of those, 
it was just one of those postseasons for the Niners where it was like just very sketchy from the beginning. And then once the Super Bowl came, it just it showed it was like that's only going to last so long. You know what I mean? And and that's not going by on Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's just too good. Anyway, enough talking about the Super Bowl. Those commercials were awesome, though. Probably my favorite was the uh, Michael Sarah one, the Sarah V. I thought that was fucking hilarious. That and like the Dun- Dunkin' Donuts one with uh, Ben Affleck and you know Tom Brady and all of them. Uh, I thought that one was just fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, I mean it's just Super Bowl is great though. I mean I loved having the Super Bowl. I- I've been doing um, college applications and. Uh, just for these past two weeks, I I have um, Chapman and USC that I got to turn in before February 15th, which is um, today's the 13th. So that's in two days. Um, I'm really cutting it close, real close. But, uh, you know, it's fine. At the end of the day, it's it's whatever. Um, I mean, I, I should be writing my essays right now. Uh, I have a lot of essay. <laughs> I have a lot of essays to do, but um, I just need a fucking break. I need a fucking break, and I need to just talk for some reason. I don't know why I feel the need to talk, but I do. And um, I don't know. It's just been like super stressful doing these applications, but you know, I, I it's you know. Getting them done is really uh, rewarding as far as like being like, damn, dude, I fucking turned it in and it's fucking done. You know what I mean? I don't got to worry about this shit anymore. So that was really that. That's always a good um, that's always a good part. But. uh, Yeah, man, and I, I just haven't been able to like I haven't been able to do shit that I want to do. You know what I mean? I, I haven't been able to go out. I'm getting in the bouldering this year. So I've been going like, I've been trying to go like three times a week. And for the most part, I have been going three times a week. I've, I've, I've actually been pretty good about it. Um, But since I've done these applications, I've just, I have not been active. I've just been sitting here all day typing away. And that's just pretty much been my life for the most part. And uh, yeah, and I just like haven't been eating right either and all this, but like, Here's the thing, though. Here's the tip. I'm going to fucking give you guys the fucking tip on how to eat healthier, okay? When you think... Here's the thing. People are like, it's all about fucking self-discipline, and it's all about, you know, you just got to dig deep, and you you just got to do it yourself, and blah, 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 blah. Nobody can help you. Um... Dude, that's fucking bullshit. That's fucking bullshit. Have you ever read Atomic Habits? First off, I didn't even finish the fucking book, but I got, I read enough to where I could, it could help me out. And, you know, it, it, I just read enough. I read enough. Okay. I got enough tips. I'm signed up to the dude's emails. So I get his emails every week about, look at, you can do this and you'll be awesome. And it's like, awesome, dude. Thank you. But I'm going to give you the fucking tip for eating better. All right. I'm going to give you the fucking tip. Wear shirts that fit tight on you. That's it. That's it. Wear shirts that feel uncomfortable and fit tight on you. I'm somebody who likes wearing baggier clothes. I think honestly, it's more of an age thing. It's more of like, 
a generational slash age thing. Obviously, the older I get, I, I guarantee that'll change. I'll probably be like, oh, I want this more nice fitted thing instead of something that's baggy. You know what I mean? But I'm telling you right now, guys, if you just wear shirts that are tight on you or like if you're if you wear a certain size shirt, like, you know, I usually wear large or extra large just because, like I said, I like wearing baggy clothes. Honestly, though, a medium is kind of a perfect fit. Large Large is actually kind of more of a perfect fit um, just because I'm very lengthy, but I could wear a medium shirt. You know what I mean? It's uncomfortable, though, because it's tight on me. I don't feel good about myself. I'm like, damn, dude, this fucking shirt, bro. But if you wear shirts that are tighter, like you just feel like shit. I feel like shit. I'm like, dude, this fucking tight ass shirt. Like, I can't handle this right now. You know what I mean? Like, I need to get. I need to lose weight so the shirt can feel more comfortable. You know what I mean? And because, you know, people go in, they look look at their pant size and they're like, oh my God, I'm so fat. My weight. It's like, yeah, you are fucking fat, dude. Your waist size is humongous. You know what I mean? You got to get your shit tailored because you're so fucking fat. It's not because it doesn't, oh man, you know, this is a little loose around the hips. It's like, dude, loose around the hips has never come out of your mouth. You know what I mean? That has never been a fucking sentence that you've ever said to anybody. This is loose around my hips. No, this is fucking tight. Okay. What you're trying to strive for is loose around the hips. Anyway, wear a fucking tight shirt. You'll just make healthier choices. You'll just be like, dude, you know what? I don't fucking need a five piece combo of fried fucking chicken and fries. What I need is a sandwich or salad or just something like that. Like something fucking healthy. You know what I mean? And I'm telling you, it's 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 the fucking magic trick, dude. It's it's all about your surroundings. It's all about what you surround yourself with. Just like when people are saying, you know, oh, you know, you gotta surround yourself with the right people who are gonna make you do this, blah, blah, blah. They're not wrong. They may sound like jackasses, and you may be like, No, I have a great group of friends. But honestly, if you haven't even tried to like surround yourself with people who are more motivated and more adventurous and putting themselves out there more, as far as like whatever you're doing, right? Obviously it, it depends on what you're doing. You know, if, if you're like me and you want to go out and do things in the industry, you want to surround yourself with people who are going to put themselves out there, be creative and motivated and constantly trying to work on projects. Like you want to surround yourself around those people. But you know, if you're doing something where, I don't know, if you want, you just want to surround yourself with people who are also trying to achieve the same goals as you because you guys will motivate each other, whether you're not motivated by yourself. You know what I mean? Um, but it's fucking true. It's all about your surroundings. Wear a fucking tight shirt. I'm telling you wear clothes that are like perfectly fit for you. Just make yourself feel uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Hate your body. <laughs> Hate yourself, hate your body, hate everything about you. Make your make you hate yourself, okay? That's that's what I'm trying to get at. The goal of this is wear clothes where you're like, I fucking hate myself. You'll make better choices. I swear to God, it works every fucking time. Just hate yourself. I mean, that's that's what I've done. You know what I mean? So I'm like, dude, just fucking put a put a like more condensed shirt on that fat guy. 
And that fat guy will lose like 50 pounds by the end of the year. You know what I mean? Be like, fuck, man, this shirt is really uncomfortable. It's like, I know. So hit the gym and lay off the burgers, okay? Let's lose some fucking weight. Let's make that shirt comfortable, okay? But look, if you want to be fat, be fat. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? It's just when you make it my problem, then I have an issue with it, you know? Like if I got to scoot over because your fat ass decided to sit next to me, like, then I got an issue with it. You're like, well, can you move so I can sit there? It's like, eh. Standing might be more useful for you in the long run. You know what I mean? But my my, my cankles hurt, you know? They're all purple. That's not my fucking issue, dude. Okay? Because I'm not fucking scooting over to compensate for you. I don't know. Obviously, I'd fucking move over. I'm not going to be a dickhead, but that shit pisses me off. Like, if I got to accommodate for you making bad choices that like, that's when I draw the line, do whatever you want. I don't give a fuck. If, if eating junk food all day and being fat makes you happy, I'm cool with it. It doesn't bother me. Do whatever you want to do. I'm all for people just living life how they want to live it. But if you start fucking, you know, forcing your shit on me and making me compensate for you because of all that, then, you know, uh, you know, maybe I got an issue. Maybe I got an issue. I don't know. Maybe I don't have an issue. Maybe I haven't ran into somebody who's really caused me a fucking issue, but that's just that's just what I think about it, you know? That's just genuinely what I think about it. Uh Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. Um la- last night I was with a friend um you know, I was I, like I said, uh, doing essays all day for these applications and um there's this view that's right up the street you drive up it's um it's angels it's angels crest if you know where that is and uh anyway there's this great view where you hold up wait announcement hold up i gotta i'll come back to this hold up let me write this down so i because my adhd is gonna fucking make me forget this shit um talk about that thing okay sorry all right um seahawks announced seven additions to 2024 coach and staff i love bill bear i love when he says shit like that i'm gonna probably take that from him but i'm highly aware of it okay offensive coordinator ryan grubb um cool all right that's honestly the only thing that I fucking cared about. I know there was like all this stuff coming out about like Ryan Grubb's going to come over before he even coaches a game in Alabama, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, it's probably going to happen, but I'm not trying to read in the shit unless it's fucking confirmed. You know what I mean? Well, it looks here that it's fucking confirmed. So we're going to get Ryan Grubb, which will be cool. I'm excited to see what he does. Um... Special teams coordinator, uh, Jay Harbar. Um, I I don't know him. I don't even know this defensive coordinator. I think, if I'm not wrong, I think they said our defensive coordinator was. Uh, I I think he said that the defensive coordinator is or, or is the, or was the, 
Cowboys defensive line coach, which I am really totally fucking into. Because look, at the end of the day, Mike McDonald is going to call the shots on defense. Whoever's getting that position as the defensive coordinator is getting no credit. So it's it's really a posi- it's really one of those jobs where not a lot of people are racing to it because it's like they're not going to get any credit for the job because realistically Mike McDonald is calling defense, you know? And that's why that's why the offensive coordinator really did fucking matter because you know, Mike McDonald being a first-time head coach, it's like it, there's a there's a lot more duties that go into head coaching than I think people really realize from making that step from a coordinator to a head coach. I mean, it, now it's not, okay, I can relax until the offense comes off. I can go over to my guys and talk to them. Now now it's, you, you have to pay attention to the whole fucking game. You know what I mean? Like, the, this isn't, okay, offense is on now. Let me go to my guys, tell them, let's tell them what I need to tell them, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you got to just be going the whole day. So, you know, you with that, you need coordinators who can really help you out and, um, just kind of do their job right. I like Ryan Grubb, honestly. I think that's key. I, I like keeping it in Washington. Um, and I also think Ryan, Ryan Grubb is great because, you know, I obviously, you know, that Washington team, uh, you know, lost. Uh, and, and I wasn't super impressed with uh, Penix, Penix, Penis, whatever you want to fucking call him. Um, I wasn't totally impressed. I don't watch college football, um, but I watched that game because everybody was talking about him and they were like, dude, he's going to be our next fucking QB, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, well, let's fucking see this guy. I watched the game. I don't hate him by any means. I definitely see a whole lot of potential in this guy, in this QB. And um, I, I could totally, I could totally fucking see him as a, as a franchise quarterback for us. But then I just did a little bit more digging, and I'm like, dude, this guy just, he seems very injury-prone, which I'm not into, and you know what I mean? Like, look, I don't, I don't know. I have a lot of varying opinions on it. I think Geno Smith, I don't think Geno Smith is the guy to win us a Super Bowl, but I think he could definitely, I think he can definitely take us to the championship game. I totally believe it. Um, I know a lot of people aren't getting it, but like we had bad coaching. We really did. We had really bad coaching last year. Shane Waldron was, it was probably one of the most fucking disappointing, worst offensive coordinating um, performances I've ever fucking seen. It was like, how the fuck do you have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, JSN, Jake Bobo, K9, Charbonnet, you know, all these fucking weapons, dude. I mean, f- I mean, you have Parkinson, Fant. I don't like, um, Jesus Christ, uh, our other tight end. Um, he, he's always fucking injured for some reason, which is why I don't remember his name. I love, I love, I like Fant a lot. I think he's, a, I think Fant's pretty, I think Fant's a really good, um, receiving, uh, tight end, but I like Parkinson's a lot more. I think Parkinson is just a par- Parkinson's Jesus Christ. Um, I like Parkinson a lot more. He's, um, I think he's a lot more well-rounded, uh, as a tight end. He blocks really well and he catches really well. Um, 
you know, I, I, I like him a lot. I, I just think there's so many weapons that the fact that we failed so bad. Now, look, the offensive line, not great. Obviously, you know, that's something that needs to be addressed. And I like Mike McDonald going after Ryan Grubb um, because he is a offensive line guy. He, you know what I mean? Uh, so he, he, he's an offense, he's, he's an O-line coach. And I like, I like this mentality of winning the game at the line of scrimmage. So it really is, I, I like the hire a lot. I think it's going to be really good for us. Um, but you know, we'll just have to see what happens. I, I think, I, I don't think people are saying, you know, next year is going to be our fucking year. We're going to make it, blah, blah, blah. Look, that could totally fucking happen, but I think you got to give it two years. I think we, I think next season is really just going to be this transitional shift. Now, look, I really want next season to work because I, if I'm not wrong, I think that's the last, I think that's like after next season, DK Metcalf's extension expires. Will we extend it? I know that we would, I know John Schneider isn't stupid and he definitely wants to keep DK. It's more of does DK want to stay? You know, DK is a fucking competitor, dude. That guy wants to fucking win. He could be on any other fucking team and he is the best. He is a top five fucking receiver. No fucking doubt in my mind. In Seattle, though, they don't fucking play him like that. So I'm really fucking hoping Ryan Grubb and Mike McDonald work something out to get him involved because that 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 was really it last year. As soon as we got Metcalf involved in a lot of these like last minute comeback drives or just anything, as soon as Metcalf got involved, it was just like success. But we but that's what I'm saying. Shane Waldron, he just would not fucking target that guy, just kept doing fucking play action. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude, like this fucking guy, man. Like he's just you know, we're on we're on like third and one or fourth and one and he's sending these people fucking way down the field. And it's like, dude, just it. You just need a yard. We don't need a fucking touchdown. We just need a fucking yard to keep the drive going. And you want to fucking send our guys blazing down the field. And I'm like, I just don't fucking get it. I just didn't fucking get it. So I'm really happy about this clean slate of coaching staff. Obviously Pete Carroll, he's a fucking legend. I felt so bad when when we got rid of him because um, I fucking love the guy. You know, he brought us our first Super Bowl, um, ass- helped assemble the Legion of Boom. You know, he's a fucking legend in Seattle. You know what I mean? He's he's a legend. Nobody's and he and he's established and built this culture in Seattle, which is really unmatched. People talk about it. I mean, it's kind of one of the staples that we're known for is the culture in Seattle. Um, and I and I have my full trust in John Schneider to make sure that that culture stays there. And, um, I really like, I really like what John Schneider's doing. I think he, I think John Schneider's playing it super smart and I fucking, I love the guy. I love John Schneider. And I think he's one of the, I think he's one of the better GMs in, uh, the national football league right now. Okay. Enough about football. I've talked about football way too fucking much. Okay. Back to what I was talking about. Um, I was, yes, so I was on, so I was doing essays all day yesterday, 
and I pretty much text my friend. I'm like, I just need to get out. I just wanted to go to this view. And it's at, um, like I said, it's on Angel's Crest. You like drive up there. They have a couple spots that you can, you know, pull over. Well, they not a couple. They have a bunch of spots that you can pull over. But there's this one spot that like you just get. There's like two main spots. There's one where you, you drive like really far up. And it's, you know, it's about like 20 minutes, at least from my place to like get all the way up there. And, um, but then it's like. It's at the very top. There's usually not a lot of cars there. And then you get a really nice view of everything. But then there's a lower view where a lot a lot of people kind of go when they're going to Angel's Crest. Anyway, I usually go. I've mainly just been going there just because it's like it's a lot easier as far as uh, I don't have to drive as far. You know what I mean? I just I want to go there. And then when I'm done, I just want to go home. I don't want to drive down that fucking windy ass road at like midnight. Um. Anyway, so I asked my, my my buddy and I was like, hey, do you want to go to like the view? We can just chill. I'm going to probably just edit, but I need to get out of this fucking house. She was like, yeah, of course. And so we're up there and, uh, you know, we're just talking. And then uh, I forget what it was. We, we were just talking about like random shit. But I pull out my notes because, uh, you know, randomly you'll just get uh, like sparks of you'll just get like ideas out of nowhere. You know, you'll just randomly get ideas, whether you're driving or you're out somewhere and you're like, that's, that was really fucking funny. Or that was kind of insane. I'm going to write that as a scene or that would be a cool movie idea or whatever. Right. So I'm going through my notes and I'm like talking about, I was telling her, I was like, yeah, I just have like these really random fucking ideas that I'll write down. And, uh, it, it was funny because I, I was like, here, I can just read some of the random ones that I have on here. And I start reading some of them and then I get down to one and I just could not stop fucking laughing. I don't know why it was so fucking funny, but I have this one and it's titled line, line idea, you know, like just what would be a funny line. And I'm like calling a gay guy candy nuts. <laughs> I have no idea why that. I, I, I totally fucking forget how I came to that. I don't know why I thought that was so funny, but I just thought calling a fucking gay guy candy nuts is the funniest shit. I love that. I, I think that's, I don't know. That's all I had to say. That's the whole reason I brought up the story is to let you know that I think calling a gay guy candy nuts is funny. Um. I also think calling a stoner a lean green machine is kind of funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just have a bunch. I have a whole list of ideas on here that I'm just scrolling by. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just that if, if that doesn't tell you where I'm at mentally, that's where I'm at. My brain is fucking fried. I'm, I'm calling I'm calling gay people candy nuts at this point. You know what I mean? It's not good. I'm not I'm not in a good state. I'm just letting you know right now. Um Yeah. Jesus Christ. Fuck man. It's it's got to be this Accutane, dude. I'm telling you. This Accutane is fucking up my emotions uh left and right. I mean, you know, at first when I was taking it, I'm like everybody's telling me it's like, dude, the fucking chapped lips, man. It's it's otherworldly. And, um, you know, they're like, the, the chap lips you get from Accutane is just, it's terrible. And you're just dry and your skin's dry everywhere and your face is dry. And 
everything's fucking dry, man. Everything's fucking dry. And I'm just like, okay, dude, I fucking get it. It's dry. <laughs> it's dry, dude. I've always had chapped lips. You know, I've always had dry lips. You know, my my parents have always made fun of me. They've they've always said that fucking Napoleon Dynamite Napoleon Dynamite line. Oh, my lips hurt real bad. My lips hurt real bad. I fucking I mean, Napoleon I'm pretty much Napoleon fucking Dynamite did. Um as as I'm telling the story, I'm putting on fucking chapstick. Hold up. I just had to reapply chapstick. That's how chap my lips fucking get. Anyway, I didn't think it was I was like, it's gonna like whatever. It's not that big of a deal. Dude, it's fucking intense. Like every hour or 30 minutes, I'm fucking reapplying chapstick. It's like they're like my lips are like fucking alcoholics, but for aquaphor. You know what I mean? Like they just can't fucking put put it down. They just need it. And, um, anyway, so yeah, I was like, I remember when I first started taking Accutane, um, I was like, okay. Cause they started me off on one pill and I think it was like 40 milligrams or whatever. So they started me off on one pill. Then they moved me up to two. And when I first started the one pill first week, I was like, whatever, you know what I mean? This isn't anything. This isn't doing anything. Skin was looking better though. Um, but then, yeah, then after like two weeks, the lips started to get a little dry. And I was like, okay, you know, this is fine. This is whatever. Then they put me on two pills and I was like, holy shit, this is nuts. Um, I'm not going to get into the details of how dry I've gotten. Um, but just it's dry, it's dry and it's everywhere. And when I say everywhere, I mean, it's fucking everywhere. Everywhere in my fucking body is dry. Like it's, it's nuts. Like coming out of a fucking hot shower is, is pain for me. It's fucking terrible, dude. I have to like, like after I take a fucking shower, I have to then bathe in lotion. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's crazy, but yeah, this fucking Accutane did. So, you know, I, uh, some of the side effects are, uh, like depression and like, you know, you, you get kind of unstable mentally and yada, yada, yada. And, uh, I'm just like, dude, fuck that. Like that, that, that's not going to happen to me. Like my emotions will stay the same. Like I'll be fine. You know, I, I did therapy from a, at a young age. So I'm not like, I have the tools to deal with this shit. And, you know, I think going to therapy at a young age, I've been, I've, I've been very in tune with emotions and how I think and, you know, just everything like that. So I don't know. It's not like it's new to me or, uh, I don't know. I'm just able to handle, I feel like I'm able to handle things a lot better at, at, at the age that I am. Um, so I, anyway, like, uh, you know, so when they said like depression and like, you know, your emotions are going to kind of go out of whack. I was like, dude, fuck out of here. Like that's not happening to me. And it really didn't until like this month. And this is my fourth month. And, uh, so for three months I was like, dude, this isn't, this is nothing. But like, no, not going to lie. Like this month. And obviously, uh, you know, to say that applications doesn't have an involvement in this would be stupid. Obviously, you know, with the stress of applications and everything, that's obviously a big part of it. But it's just made it so, like, hard in a way to do these applications. Because, you know, in the back of my head, it's just like, 
the sadness of like, I'm not going to get into any fucking schools. And I know that, I know that's for a lot of people, but like, I've, I never think that way. I'm always just like, you know, wh- whatever happens, happens. Like if I get in, I get in. If I don't, I don't. It's, it's not up to me. Ultimately, it, you know, as long as I know that I tried my best, that's all I can do. I can't do more than my best. That's it. And if my best isn't enough, then so be it. But at least I can, you know, look back being like, no, I, I did my best. I tried my, my hardest. And, you know, that's always been my mentality with a lot of these things. And I, I try not to get uh, in my head about it. And usually I don't. But this has been something where it's like I'm really in my fucking head about it. And I'm like, why is why am I like this? You know, I've never been like this. And I'm and, I, and ultimately I've had to kind of just come to the realization that I'm like, it, it probably is the Accutane, you know? Look, obviously a lot of it has to do with, you know, what's going on in my life personally. But like ultimately I think it's Accutane. I've always been able to, you know, I've, I'm always stressed out. I'm always anxious and things like that, but I'm, I'm able to, you know, deal with it and uh, manage it. But as of lately, it's been like, fuck dude, this is hard to manage, you know? Um, but I've got, but I've gotten through it and it doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter, but I mean, first world fucking problems, dude, being on Accutane, like the fuck am I complaining about? I need to stop fucking bitching and moaning. My my skin looks awesome. All right. It's just the lips. It's the fucking lips and the dryness that is pissing me the fuck off. You know, I'm like trying to go on dates with people and I'm just like, I'm discouraged. I don't want to go on dates with people because I'm just going to be fucking applying chapstick the whole time. And I'm just going to have this like gloss over my lips. And like, it just doesn't look good. Like it just, you know what I mean? It does not look good. Uh, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'd much rather have some chapped lips than some crazy fucking acne all over my face, you know? Uh, And that's not going against people that have acne or anything. Like, obviously, if you have acne, like, it's cool. You know what I mean? Acne's cool, bro. Like, don't get over it. You know, don't, like, get on yourself about it. But for me, it was like... And I, and I know a lot of people are like this, but it's, it is discouraging. Acne is discouraging. You want to say that, you know, oh no, I, it's not about like the outside and you know, it'll go away. But it's like when you have acne, dude, it's just, it's the fucking worst. It, it really, it really is. Especially like, even if it's, and this is what I've, this is what I've kind of realized. Even if it's one, I found for me, obviously, you know, it, I've, I've, I've been in the phases where I've had a lot of acne and I've also been in the phases where I've only had like one bad, like pimple, you know what I mean? But I almost feel like the one bad pimple is as bad as having a face full of acne. Cause in my experience with a face full of acne, people are like, that's just you, you just have acne right now. You know what I mean? But when you have the one pimple, like, I don't know, when you have the Facebook acne, people can kind of, like, almost look past it in a way. Like, it's almost, it's, what's the what's the best way to describe it? Like, it's it's more common to be like, oh, yeah, like, you just have, you have acne. You know what I mean? It's it's fine. You have, you have acne. It's whatever. But then when you have the one pimple, it's like, it's noticeable. Everybody sees it because it's the only fucking thing on your face. You know what I mean? And when it's bad, it's fucking bad, dude. And... I don't know. That's just my experience. Obviously, like I know people that have had like really bad acne and it's like, oh yeah, dude, that is 
bad. That is bad acne. Um, you know, I, I the the thing with me and my acne journey was that like, you know, as the older you get, the less you should get it. You know what I mean? Um, you know, in high school, obviously, like, and even like middle school, you know what I mean? Like, you'll get acne. Like, you'll have acne. Um, I think it's more in the back end of middle school, at least uh, from a lot of the people in my class and my experience, it was usually on the back end, like when you're transferring in the, in the high school and all that. Um, but when you're in high school, it's like, dude, acne just happens. You know what I mean? Like that everybody's got it. Everybody's going through it. Everybody's dealing with it. Everybody's trying to wash their fucking face. And, you know, girls get it lucky because, um, makeup is like normal. You know what I mean? Like for girls, makeup is normal, but for guys, it's like, dude, don't fucking put makeup on it. Cause then you're going to, then you're going to get fucking made fun of, dude. You know what I mean? Not that there's anything with gay people, but if you're straight and you put makeup on, they're just going to start calling you gay and all the other slurs. You know what I mean? So there, there is that side to it. And you're like, fuck, dude. Um, and uh, at least that was just my high school experience. You know what I mean? And um, anyway, it's just kind of like this thing where, you know, in high school, everybody's going through it. But then when you get out of high school... Um, and even on the back end of high school, you, you you know, people kind of figure out the products that work for them and, you know, their their acne starts to go away or just naturally their acne starts to go away towards the end of high school. And, uh, you know, especially when you're outside of high school and you're going into college and stuff, that that's usually when it starts to just kind of like clear up a bit. Not that like it'd be totally gone, but it clears up. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it starts to go away. That was not the case for me. I, I got out of high school and it just started getting fucking way worse like I was getting way more acne I was getting all this crazy shit and um it just it wasn't I don't know it just wasn't getting better for me so I was like damn I have to fix this and you know throughout all of high school um you know after high school as well going into college and stuff um it was one of those things where I was trying out new products every other, every couple months just because you know you don't want to you can't keep changing products you you can't if you keep changing products you're going to get more acne your body doesn't your your body doesn't know how to react to it like you you need to give your time you need to give your body time to get used to the products and you know that's that's a couple months you got to give your body your body a couple months and then you know if you're not seeing any changes then obviously you know you you need to uh you know maybe change the product or what whatnot so I did, I remember I was doing Kiehl's products and especially since, you know, I, w- I worked right next to Kiehl's at this cafe and this lady, oh my God, this fucking guy, dude. This, this uh, long story short, there was this guy who was working at Kiehl's um, and he, and uh, he, and he was gay and, you know, he, I went in and he was helping me out and we were really cool and cordial and friendly and I was like, hey, like I work at the cafe right across or right next to you, like. If you ever want a coffee or pastry or anything, like just come on in and I'll give you, uh, I'll give you it for free. Like, don't even worry about it. And he was like, oh, thank you so much. Like, yeah, like I'll definitely take you up on that. You know, he came by a couple of times. I gave him coffee, pastries, whatnot. I remember I went into Kiehl's. He was there. He would give me like free stuff all the time. He would give me like a lot of, he would give me a lot of samples. He would also just like, he would also just give me free stuff. He'd be like, I'm not going to charge you for this. I'm like, oh, sweet. Like, that's $60 and I don't have to pay for it. 
But then he also like told me sometimes going, he's like, I'm not going to look, but you can just, just take what you want and, and you can leave. And I was like, dude, that's stealing. And you have cameras. Like, I don't think you're going to get in trouble. I'm going to get in fucking trouble. Anyway, he, this, he ends up like telling me like, uh, he's clearly like hitting on me. I can, I can tell, you know what I mean? Like through our interactions, he's clearly hitting on me, but he ends up asking me to like pose as his boyfriend in these photos for Snapchat. And the thing is like, he would ask me after he's already given me all my, all my shit for free. Like I remember there's one time I went in, I, it was going to be like $120 worth of Kiehl's products. It was like three things, but you know, Kiehl's is fucking expensive. And he was like, Hey, like, you know, since I did you a favor, could you do me a favor? And I'm like, fuck, here we go. This is how it starts. Um, and he's like, could you pose as my boyfriend for Valentine's day, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh yeah, of course. Like, I don't mind. But he kept making me like pose for these things on Snapchat and stuff to like, he's like, yeah, I'm trying to get back at my ex and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I fucking did it. Cause I was getting free Kiehl's products. I'm like, dude, you know what? Like for $200 worth of Kiehl's products, I'll fucking smile in a photo for Snapchat. You know what I mean? And he like literally, he would literally buy shit like boxes of chocolates on Valentine's day, balloons, the whole thing. And he would just give it to me. He's like, yeah, no, I just want to like take a photo. Like you can have this. And I was like, okay, cool. And then, um, yeah, at the time I had a girlfriend, obviously I was like letting her know. I'm like, Hey, like if you happen to see a photo like this, just know this is what was going on. And she just started cracking up. It was, it was really funny. Um, but yeah, anyway, like Kiehl's products was just, it ended up giving me chemical burns. So my skin, I literally like, like a snake, my skin and my face was just shedding. So I like just skin, just I like dry skin everywhere. And I was just, it was in fucking sane, dude. Um, so I had to get off Kiehl's. I tried all these other products and you know, nothing was working. So then I went to my dermatologist or not to my, my mom's dermatologist. She was like, go to, you know, go to my dermatologist. Uh, she, she put me on the stuff and it's really been helping me out. And I was like, okay, cool. Put me in contact. I went to her. She gave me this pill, uh, to take every day. Um, and then she gave me these creams to use in the morning and night. Did that for a couple months or did that for a month. Um, helped obviously. And then she was like, okay, well, you know, we need to, let's up it a bit. And I was like, okay. So we upped it a bit. Cause she immediately right off the bat was like, do you want to do Accutane? And I was like, I don't know if I want to do Accutane like right off the bat, but can we start small and then go into it? She's like, yeah, of course. And she's like, also that'll help with your purging process. Cause with Accutane, you know, I don't, you know, with, with Accutane, there's a purging process. So the first couple of months, usually it's six months of like for people that have really bad acne, it's usually six months of even worse acne because you're pretty much Accutane is pushing all that shit to the surface and rewiring your fucking like face to just be like, dude, you don't get acne anymore. Like that's pretty much what it's doing. But to do that, it has to push everything to the surface. So it's pushing all that dirt and shit. And it's like, you're just getting worse acne for six months and then it's done. And then you're done and acne is a thing of the past. You know what I mean? That's how it's supposed to work. And uh, anyway, so I was like, I don't know if I want to do that right away. I just feel like that might be a little too intense. She was like, yeah, no, of course, let's start you and build you up. So she did give me that pill and the cream. Then she upped the the cream, the, 
whatever was in the cream, she like upped the dosage on it, gave me a couple other things to do. And then same thing with the, uh, still took the pill. And then after that, she, uh, she was like, in a month, if your skin isn't clear or borderline clear, like then we'll just go to Accutane. So I went there and my skin was looking really good. Like it was looking a lot better um, than when I first went in, but I was still getting some breakouts here and there. And they were just like, you know what, let's just put you on Accutane. So then they put me on Accutane. You know, I've been here since, um, you know, kind of varied and the doses that they gave me, depending on like how extreme my dryness was getting. Uh, but anyway, like that, that's kind of been like my Accutane journey and it's kind of, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm on month four. I'll, I'll be done like right after my, um, uh, right after my birthday, which we won't, I won't say, but it is after my birthday. Um, and so, you know, that'll, that'll kind of just be that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't even know what I was fucking talking about. I, th- I think I need to end it there. It's been a fucking hour of me talking. And uh, yeah, I just, I need to fucking put this thing down. I had nothing funny to talk about today. I really didn't. Um, I wish I did have something funny to talk about, but I really just need to fucking rant. I just need to fucking talk about shit. And that's what I fucking did for an hour. Uh, so you're fucking welcome. And... I don't know. I'm not going to, this is the first fucking episode of this shit. I don't know if I'll do, I I don't have a schedule. You know what I mean? These fucking come out when I fucking feel like it, you know, I'll try and do two a week, but I'm going to be honest with you. I, I really don't fucking give enough of a shit about this podcast to do it every day or have a schedule. I'm just going to fucking do it when I do it because you know, this, in, in the description of this podcast, I need this more than you. That's ultimately what it comes down to is that I I fucking need to talk more. This is more for me than it is for you, but I hope you can laugh at my expense and, uh, maybe relate to my problems. So anyway, those are my thoughts on the fucking Super Bowl and the Seahawks, Seahawks. And, uh, Fat people wearing tight shirts, <laughs> uh, candy nuts, Accutane, and uh, yeah, that's it. Wear tight shirts to make better choices. Um, I'll fucking see you when I see you. <laughs>